You're listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. The VoiceOver Hour podcast takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. The VoiceOver Hour podcast will be dropping every Tuesday. It'll be up to an hour long, some interviews more, some less, and I'm going to be talking to wonderful experts in the voiceover industry who are going to share their stories as well as share information and advice for you. I started the VoiceOver Network five and a half years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. This episode was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio, the amazing all-in-one podcasting console from Rode Microphones. So we've got a special interview for you guys today and um, the special guest today is actually me. Um, We thought it might be quite interesting and good for you guys to hear my story and I would like to I'd like to share some of my insights and 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 what it takes to run the voiceover network why I set it up and what I've learned over the 18 years I've been working as a voiceover artist so Alan the communications manager at the voiceover network who is also a uh, a fantastic voiceover artist Alan is going to be interviewing me today hi Alan hi Rachel thank you for the lovely introduction if you could see me you would see that I'm blushing this morning how are you <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm very good. I'm really, yeah. I'm excited to to talk about, yeah, what we're going to talk about today. So, um, so what I'll start with, I'll um, I'll introduce myself, and then we'll get cracking. Yeah, let's do that. Excellent. So, um, so yes, my name is Rachel Naylor. I am a voice actor. I've been a voice actor for over eighteen years now. I am founder and director of the Voiceover Network. I'm editor of the Buzz magazine, which is the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. I'd just like to point that out. Um, I'm host of the Voiceover Hour. I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur, which always kind of blows my mind, really, uh, because I'm an actor. Ultimately, that's how I started. Um, and I'm a writer. I'm a speaker. I'm a presenter. And I'm also my most important job of all, of course, is that I am a mum to two beautiful girls. And, and they really... They motivate me. They inspire me. They are the reason, yeah, for everything. So, um, yes, so that's me. (laughs) Hello. Hello. You seem like you've been very busy. I have. Yes, things are things are incredibly busy, and uh, yeah, I'm not one to sort of sit around and wait for things to happen. And I think that's that's a big part of the voiceover network. I. yeah, I just, I just, I wasn't, I wasn't willing to sit and wait. So I made things happen and created things and created opportunities. And I, I think um, something that that's come up recently for me is that I really feel like 
my my thing is bringing people together. I love bringing people together, and um, I think it's it, it's magical to connect people. So that sounds awesome. And you mentioned you came from an acting background. So how did you get started in the wonderful world of voiceover? Ah, so, um, so my grandfather was an actor. Uh, he was a fantastic actor and um, he he was in lots of films and, and theatre and he actually used to read the movie tone news. So he had an amazing voice and I was really inspired by him from a very young age. And um, I used to, yeah, I just used to, I thought he was amazing. And so, yes, yeah, so I decided I wanted to become an actor. Um, yeah, when I was really young, I was probably about six or seven, actually. And so then I went to I went and joined a, a local drama group and started doing a lot of musicals. So my teenage years, I was doing lots and lots of musicals, singing and dancing. And then I went to um, I did a BTEC in performing arts. And then I went to drama school and it was at drama school that I um, I had an amazing voice teacher called Sue Meadows. And she said to me in one of our classes that I should think about maybe going into voiceovers. And I remember at the time being like, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. I, I'm going to go and work at the RC in the National and, and go and work in Hollywood. And, and, uh, <laughs> and then um, came out of drama school, as uh, all, most of us drama school students come out and you're sort of like, da 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 where did everybody go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite a shocked system. So, uh, yeah, came out of drama school and um, started doing lots of random jobs, as, uh, as many actors do. And I was doing theatre and education and I was doing short films, but I was also doing event managing and promos and, yes, you know, all sorts of different things to, to you know, pay my rent. And um, and then I saw in Equity magazine that there was an advert um, for a free two-hour workshop about voiceovers. So I thought, ah, I'll go along and see what it's all about. <laughs> you know, whatever. So I went along and I went into the studio and I had the most incredible moment of my life, actually. I was in the studio and I suddenly had this moment when I absolutely knew Everything in my body knew that this was where I was meant to be. And I'll never forget that moment for as long as I live because it was so strong. It was such a strong, you know, feeling. Um, and so this is, I mean, I'm talking 18 years ago. So this is a while ago. The, the voiceover world was a very different place. It, I mean, it was, it was completely different. There were huge differences. Um, and back then you had to, this company I, I, I went to get my voice reel done with, uh, you had to audition actually to get your voice reel done. So you had to pay to audition <laughs> um, and I had to pay 60 pounds to audition. And then if I was good enough, they would then take more money from me and make my voice reel. That's crazy. <laughs> it sounds crazy. But actually, <laughs> I kind of like now I'm thinking there is sense to that because they, they were very much like they only wanted to to do voice reels with people who were absolutely ready. And And, and I do think often, you know, Right now, there are so many people ready to take money for voice reels when they're not ready to, to have their reels done and that, you know. So anyway, but yeah, so I had my, my reel done. Uh, so I did the audition, yes, and they said, yes, you can have your reel done. Had my reel done, loved the whole process, absolutely loved every minute of it. And then I, I took my reels home and, and played them for all my friends and family and everybody was like, wow, you sound amazing. And I was like, well, yeah, I think I do. Uh, <laughs> brilliant, this is great. I'm going to go and make loads of money and excellent. 
So then I, um, okay, back then we had these things called CDs. Alan, do you remember CDs? Oh, <laughs> CDs. <laughs> no, were they like little mirrors? <laughs> yes, they were. Um, so yeah, I know, it's so weird, isn't it? So we had these CDs um, and so I had to make the CDs, which I remember just make, yeah, I had to burn them and then I had to print out all the packaging and made a right, you know, pig's ear of it all. I remember printing things the wrong way round and upside down and back to front and, oh gosh. Um, but anyway, I finally made, you know, this pack of, of CDs um, with my voice reels on to send off to agents because, again, back then you had to have an agent in order to get voiceover work. Um, and again, you didn't have a home studio either unless you were stinking rich, uh, which I wasn't. So, um, <laughs> so yes, I remember taking them down to the post office and sending all these, these voice reels off to the agents and just being like, right, here we go. We're, you know, this is it. And I got rejected. And that really hurt. And I think, I, I often think, I think that probably was the, the hardest rejection was the first because I was so sure that this was where I was meant to be. And I'd spent all this money on my voice reels and I'd, I'd made these CDs, I'd, I'd put in so much effort. And then to get that first lot of rejections was really tough. So I kind of went away and I, I took some time to kind of, you know, lick my wounds. And then I tried again and I was rejected again. And so I waited a bit. And then I tried again and I was rejected again. And I, I kept getting rejected and it drove me mad because I was like, but I, I feel that this is where I'm meant to be. So after quite a while of, of, of all these rejections and me just starting to get very stubborn and think, no, no, I, 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 wanna, I wanna work in this industry. I decided to just go out and start getting my own work and, and, and contacting production companies, um, which wasn't very, you know, it wasn't really the done thing. Um, so I started, contacting production companies. And I started getting like little bits of work, which was great and it was very exciting. Um, and then early days of my career, I had, um, I guess you would say this is probably my big break. So what happened, there was this um, newsletter that I used to get as an actor. Um, it was called PCR. Those of you listening who are actors in the UK, you'll, who, who are... <laughs> Yeah. The red paper. Yes, yes, the red paper. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It was, yes, it was a newsletter that would come through the post every two weeks and it was it would have all the castings from feature film castings down to like fringe theatre. And it was printed on red paper so that you couldn't photocopy it and share it with all your friends. Uh, and it was always very <laughs> exciting when it came to because I was, you know, circling all these things and writing, you know, my letters and sending them off. And this one day it came through and there was an advert uh, from a company and they were looking for Spanish-speaking voiceover artists. Can you speak Spanish, Rachel? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak Spanish. I mean, I, I'm learning at the moment. I am learning and I, I want to speak Spanish. It's a beautiful language. But back then, I mean, I literally, I don't even think I could say hola. Uh, <laughs> but I wrote to them anyway. Now, before you think I'm completely crazy. Too late. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I did say I don't speak Spanish. So yes, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I, yeah, so many actors have been in that situation. So yeah, sure. Yeah, I can speak Spanish. It's fine. Um, but no, so I did say, I wrote in the letter, I said, look, um, I see that you're looking for a Spanish speaking voiceover artist. I don't actually speak Spanish, but just on the off chance that you're looking for, you know, that you need an English voiceover artist for anything. Here's my reel. Um, and I hope I can help you out. So it just so happened that it landed on the desk of the casting director the day that they were casting for the voice of Virgin Media. Wow. 
Yeah. So they called me up and said, could you come in for an audition? And I was like, okay. And it was, it was actually, I think it was my first, you know, it was my first big audition. And I went in and did the audition and came away just going, okay. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. And I got the call. I remember it because I was in the gym and my phone rang and I, I answered my phone and they said, you've got the role. You are now the voice of Virgin Media. And I remember just being like, that sounds exciting. I have no idea what it really means, but it sounds great. Um, and it was, it, I mean, what an incredible um, gig to get because I ended up working, I recorded every week for 13 years. Wow. For them. Yeah. That's amazing. Virgin. So I did, yeah, Virgin Media, Virgin Mobile, Virgin Business. And um, yeah, and it was, it was a, an amazing learning experience as well because I learned a huge amount um, doing that job. And um, yes, so that was, that was a fantastic experience. I'm very grateful um, for that. And then I, um, I remember even after getting that gig, writing to agents going, look, now I'm the voice of Virgin Media and they're still <laughs> getting denied. And I was oh, like, no. come on. And it's funny now because I look back and I know I can see exactly what I was doing wrong. But at the time, you know, I just thought you just need a voice and you just need, you know, that's it. And there is so much more to getting an agent and, and being successful in this industry than just having a, a, a nice voice. Um, so, yes. So then I did end up getting an agent, um, which was fantastic. And uh, things started to pick up in my career. And I was, you know, and I just honestly the, i love voiceovers and i i am grateful every single day i wake up and i'm working in this industry because i really believe it's the best job in the world um and i was one of those kids at school that always used to get in trouble for speak for talking too much <laughs> so every every report i ever had at school said rachel talks too much rachel talks too much rachel distracts other members of the class uh, if rachel just stopped talking and got more work done um and now i it's so funny because i find myself just being like well, I now get paid to talk. So I was, you know, I was, I was working on my skills back then. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, yes. So then um, my career started picking up and it was very exciting. And um, I started, you know, booking commercials and promos and documentaries and uh, got my home studio set up at some point in, in, during that time. And then um, what, what happened to me, which some of you guys listening are going to, you, lots of you will, will uh, be able to relate to this. So I would be like, I was rocking it. I was like booking loads of stuff. Like it was going great, making lots of money, working on some great projects. And then suddenly it would just drop off and I'd be really quiet. My phone would stop ringing. My, you know, the emails would stop coming in. Bookings would stop coming in. And I'd be like, whoa, my God. Like, Maybe I'm rubbish and I don't know what I'm doing. Yikes. Maybe they found out that I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and then suddenly it would pick up again and it would be booking stuff and I'd be in and out of the studios, up in Soho, doing this, doing that. Great. Yeah. Bam, 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 bam. This is fantastic. Excellent. And then it would drop off again. And then it would pick up again and it would drop off. And so I went through this feast and famine, which drove me crazy. I mean, it was wonderful when you're, when you're on the top of the mountain. It's awesome. But the problem is when you, when you hit down at the bottom, it's horrible, horrible for your, your confidence. Um, and it's, and it's, and it's, yeah. So I went through this feast and famine and I was, and me being me, I'm, as I said at the beginning, I'm not very good at just sitting around, just accepting things as they are. Um, I was like, right, I'm going to figure this out. Like, why is this happening? And how can I, how can I stop, you know, these lows? 
And I realized that I um, was lacking in the voiceover business side of things. So it was a new when I got in the studio, I could, I could deliver and, and people were pleased with, with the work that I was doing. It was just, um, it was the bits in between. So it was the business side of being a voiceover artist that I was struggling with. And, um, and I remember even like, I remember even thinking, I didn't even know what the word marketing meant. Like I literally, I remember someone talking about marketing. I was like, <laughs> what is marketing um and it's because like you know i'm an actor you know did performing arts you know singing dancing like business studies was never something that ever even entered my mind as a possibility um i used to think the word business it just it was just like terrifying to me it was all like people in suits and very like serious and very constrictive and so anyway so i had a moment it's like right okay i've got to figure this out because i you know this is obviously where, where I'm having a problem. So I started looking into um, business classes and training and it was like, oh, it just, it was not my thing. You know, I, I'd happily go into, you know, dance class or, you know, singing or, you know, voiceover acting. And so business was very scary for me. And, um, and it, I think it was just, it's just one of those amazing kind of I don't know, things kind of lined up. So I got an email from a company called Business Expo and there was a free business expo, Richmond Business Expo happening just down the road from me that Friday. I think the email came through on like the Tuesday or the Wednesday and it, and, um, it was for that Friday and it was free and it was a business kind of conference. So I thought, okay, and I was, I was free that day. So I thought, Okay, I'll just go along and see what this is all about. And um, I remember being quite scared because I was like, this is not my tribe. These are not my people. Um, like, yikes. Um, this is kind of, yeah, uh, this is, yeah, this is not my thing. Anyway, turned up and luckily I bumped into someone I knew from school. So that was great. And um, we went in to watch this, watch the talks and went into this big um, room and all sat down and... This guy bounded out onto stage, this tall Yorkshireman with a brightly coloured shirt, um, who was very funny, called Nigel Botterill, bounded out onto stage. And he was, uh, he's an entrepreneur, uh, has lots and lots of businesses, very successful businesses. And he was so generous with his information. And he just gave us, I remember having a notebook and just being like, wow, this is amazing information. And he just gave us so much information and he was so generous. That really, that was something that was very powerful for me uh, as an experience. And, um, and, and something happened. There were a few things that happened, but uh, a really powerful moment was he turned to the audience and these are all business owners. He turned to the audience and he said, it's all your fault. Everyone's looking around going, Yikes, what did we do? But <laughs> he said, no, in business, in your business, when things are going right and things are going well in your business, well done, pat yourself on the back because it's all your fault. Yay. But when things aren't going well in your business and things are going wrong, I'm afraid, bad news, it's all your fault. <laughs> oh, no. Now, as a voice actor sat in that crowd of business owners, I was like, wow, because I had spent a lot of my life 
blaming other people. It was my agent's fault. It was the casting director's fault. The wind wasn't right. Um, you know, all <laughs> there are lots of other people that we can blame for stuff. Yeah. And in that moment, I suddenly decided that, wow, I was going to take control and take responsibility for my career, for my life, and for my voiceover business. And so what, listening now, guys, you, you can, and, and there is so much that you can be doing on a daily basis. Every day, we all have the same amount of time. And we get to choose what we do with that time. Yes, I do get that there are, there are things in the voiceover career that, that are out of your control, you know, whether the casting director picks you, you know, whether your agent picks you. Um, there are lots of things that are out of your control. So you have to, we have to accept that. But there are lots of things that are in our control. Showing up every day, how many emails you send out every day, who you contact, what your, your website looks like, how up to date your reels are. All that stuff is in your control. And so, so for me, that was very powerful. So then um, after that, it was only, I think it was a couple of, it was three months after um, that talk, that sort of very powerful talk that I, I went for a drink with three other voiceover artists in West London, um, in Richmond. And I was like, this is really useful. Now, this was 2013. And back then, there was very little happening in the UK voiceover world in terms of events, training, um, community, networking. You know, voiceover artists, we were very lonely and very isolated and... We weren't, you know, because you go into a studio, you're in and out, um, you, you're not in the ensemble. Yes. Yeah, so, so going for a drink with, with other voiceover artists was great. And I thought well, we should do this more often. And so I started a little meetup group, which was called originally, it was originally called the West London Voiceover Artists Meetup Group. Well, that's an amazing name. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible name, Alan. It's a terrible name. Let's be honest. Um, so, uh, so then it was just yeah, it was like a meetup group, and it and it just grew and grew and grew. And people from other parts of London started getting in touch, saying, "Well, I live in South London. Can I come?" I was like, "Yeah, sure. Anyone can come." Um, and then we made it, I made it Central London, and then I came to my senses and changed the name <laughs> um, <laughs> to the Voiceover Network. And it was just a regular monthly meetup group that we would meet in central London and all like hang out and talk about voiceovers and just connect and network really. Because um, I've always believed in the power of networking. I think, I think in, 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 in all industries, but I think particularly in voiceovers, networking is king in terms of marketing and how to get ahead and how to, to get more work. It's all, you know, people are always talk in the acting industry about, it's all about who you know. So networking is how you get to know the right people. And so, so the, the meetup group was going really well and it just snowballed and got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I found myself in 2014 looking, so the industry was, had just gone through this huge shift from you had to have an agent, you didn't have a home studio to suddenly Technology became affordable, so you could have a home studio. Social media had arrived, so you could contact people and get your own work. Um, there were the pay-to-play sites and the casting sites who had come on the scene, and we'd found uh, that we started to find out that some of them were misbehaving. Um, and so it was like this sort of cat had been let, let out of the bag. Suddenly people knew about this industry, the voiceover industry. 
And so there were lots of people coming into the industry, getting their reels done, setting up home studios, like, wow, this is great, here I am. And there were people in the industry that were getting very cross, like, how dare you come into our industry? You don't belong here. And I saw all this going on. And it was hot, it was, it was a real, it was a mess. It was a wild west, it was a mess. People were getting cross, they were, you know, there was, there was lots going on. So I had a moment, I thought, okay, I could just carry on bumbling along and stay safe within the crowd, keep my head, you know, with everybody else. Or I could stick my neck out, stand up and try and make a difference. And I, um, because I'm crazy, I decided <laughs> to go for the, the, the making a difference. And I was lucky that I, I, was, I ended up working um, with Nigel Botterill, um, who had originally inspired me and he, um, he, yeah, I became part of his his group. I was part of a mastermind and he really helped me with my confidence and I had a business coach as well. So that was great that I had some support. And then, so I relaunched the VoiceOver Network at the beginning of 2015 as a membership organization in order to help support and strengthen the voiceover industry. Wow, amazing. And I mean, that like that drives everything we do. And And I think back to that time and I mean, I honestly had no idea what I was doing. I remember being like, oh, gosh, because I remember just like picking a date, right? Okay, we're going to launch on that date. And suddenly it's like, okay, now I need to build a website, start a magazine, like do all these <laughs> things. Like, what? Um, and actually, interestingly as well, when I launched the VoiceOver Network in January 2015, I was nine weeks pregnant. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so just like add that into the mix. And it was me and a part-time assistant. So... It was quite an incredible time to sort of launch this thing. But I really, I believed in, in my mission. I believed, and I, you know, I still, obviously, I still do. I believed in making a difference and, and helping people and bringing people together. And I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other and to, and to strengthen this beautiful, wonderful industry that we work in. Because I could see what was happening was people were coming into the industry they weren't getting any help and support. They didn't feel they were part of the community. So they were ending up on, on, on sites like Fiverr. And then they were getting attacked um, by established voiceover artists who were like, how dare you go on Fiverr? And they were just like, but I just don't understand and know. And so th there was a whole load of stuff um, lots of reasons why I started the Voiceover Network. But those, those were some of them. And uh, so here we are, uh, nearly six years later, and we have members based all around the world. We've got our events, we've got the Buzz magazine, which I'm so proud of, um, the podcast, the voiceover hour live webinars, and um, yeah, so there we go. Wow, and uh, there's so many leading questions from all of that. I mean, I, want, I definitely want to talk to you a little bit more about this uh, feast and famine stuff. But just before we move into that, you mentioned a magazine. What's this yes. magazine? The Buzz Magazine. So the Buzz Magazine, which is the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. Um, now, I'm really proud of this magazine. Uh, and I will just say, I don't come from publishing I don't come from journalism. Uh, as I said, I'm an actor. But the the idea for the Buzz magazine actually came before the voiceover network. Um, and it was it was a couple of years before when I um, started looking into, I got, I, I started looking into PR and I was fascinated by PR. 
and getting, you know, and I, I think I signed up to an online course um, where there was a woman and she was sort of taking you through how to get your yourself in the newspaper and on the radio and in magazines. And, um, and I went through her course and I managed to get myself uh, in, a, in, in some newspapers and magazines and it was great. And then I was like, okay, so what I really need to do is find a voiceover magazine to get into. And I was looking around, I was like, there isn't a magazine for our industry. Now, every industry has magazines. The acting industry has a few. And voiceovers is so specific. And I remember I, I found myself um, subscribing to like, audio, I think it's Audio Media, like a, a sound engineer's magazine. Um, but I, it used to come through the post and I had no idea <laughs> what they were talking about <laughs> or very techy. Um, and so I remember just thinking, well, we should have a magazine. I'm going to start a magazine. And so I went for a a coffee, a friend of mine worked in PR. I said, I've got this great idea. I'm going to start a magazine. And I sat down with her and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do a magazine, da, 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 da. And I remember her just being like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, so she sort of pick, picked it apart and, and, and told me that it was going to be a nightmare. It was going to take over my life. It was going to be so much hard work and that I should just probably just not bother. And I remember coming away from that thinking, oh, being really disappointed. And so I said that, I, I guess I put a pin in that idea. So then when I, I came to, with the voiceover network membership idea, I thought, okay, I could, I could have like a newsletter. We could, it'd be like a magazine newsletter. And, and I'll ask people to write some stuff. We can share information and, and it'll be great. And that's, that's basically how it, how it came to be. And I mean, now, you know, it, it's a global magazine. It's available in print and online. It's available in English and in Spanish, which I'm so proud of. And what I what I really feel with the with the Buzz magazine is that it's a really important platform for our industry. It's for lots of reasons to for us to to be able to say as an industry we have a magazine. Like, look, you know, this is a respected industry. We have a magazine. It's also a great platform to connect people. Because I, I really believe in building bridges with voiceover communities around the world. And there are, there are lots of wonderful things happening in voiceover communities in different parts of the world. You know, in, in Colombia, in Mexico, in America, in Canada, in Australia, in New Zealand, in Japan, in the UK, all over the place. There are great things happening in the voiceover industry. It's there. But if we don't come together and share that information, how can we grow and learn? Yeah. And so that's what I feel with the Buzz Magazine and the VoiceOver Network. It's, it's about bringing us all together to, to help each other because th there's lots that we can share. And, and, you know, there's a great quote that, that I absolutely love. And a rising tide raises all boats. That's powerful. And it, it's absolutely true. And, you know, and I think back to early days of my career and I, I remember experiencing some some quite negative, a fair amount of negativity and, and people being quite um, competitive and mine, these are my clients, you know, don't, you know, and, and being, yeah. And, and I remember just feeling like, wow, that's, that's not what we should be doing. We should be sharing and helping each other and, and being a community because that's, that's strength, strength in, in coming together. This podcast is sponsored by Focusrite. Focusrite's range of Scarlet Audio interfaces has already helped make more recordings than any other interface in history. And with the third generation, you'll sound better than ever. 
The Scarlet is enabling millions of voiceover artists, musicians, podcasters and content producers to record, mix and playback audio in studio quality everywhere, all the time. Find out more at focusrite.com. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so I do. I really want to talk about agents, but just before we, we dive into agents, let's talk about this feast and famine you mentioned. I think um, most voiceover artists can probably relate to that. Um, if not all the time, certainly sometimes in their journey. What do you think is the the solution? How do people have a continual stream of work? So yeah, so I think I think what happens, and I think what what often happens is is voiceover artists will um, get an agent and think, right, brilliant, you know, sit back, happy days. The agent's going to do all the work now. Just sit here and and um, and wait for the phone to ring. So that is something that happens a lot, and that is not what happens. That's not what you should do when you get a voiceover agent. That is when the hard work really starts, uh, and you should always be. Um, in communication with your agent and you should be networking and you should be working on your craft and you should be continuing to to network and and work so um so i think that's that's one of them and and often it can happen you get a regular client or you get a big job and you think oh that's it happy days and really the voiceover industry being a being a, a successful working voiceover artist is a marathon it's not a sprint and so you know, often uh, people, voiceover artists will come to me and they'll say, you know, but I'm, you know, I haven't had any work for ages. I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. And I'll say to them, when was the last time you sent out some emails? What? Um, it was probably, I did a big push six months ago and I still haven't heard anything. And and the thing is, the voiceover industry, it, it, as voiceover artists, we are business owners and Business owners need to continue to reach out to their clients. Uh, so you need to just keep checking in with them and just being of service. I think that's something that voiceover artists can, can, can struggle with thinking, oh gosh, I need to, I don't want to sell myself. I don't want to be too pushy. I don't want to hassle people. But actually, and I know there'll be lots of producers and casting directors listening to this and they're like, no, no, we, we, we want you to get in touch because we we're busy and often you know that they they need your voice and they just they just get busy and you need to just stay in contact with them not hassle them not be demanding not because they they just yeah they they're hard workers they're working really really hard they've got they're very very busy and so voiceover artists need to just continue to you know, push their business forward. And and I think I often say to people, it's actually habits. So it's having, doing little things every day. You don't have to just spend, you know, do like one mammoth kind of day a month. Actually, it's better off if you, if you just think every day you spend half an hour or an hour or 90 minutes moving your business forward, reaching out to past clients, reaching out to potential new clients, updating your website, uh, maybe doing some PR stuff, networking, helping other people, and I, and and I think the helping other people is something that I feel very strongly about, and that's something that within the Voiceover Network community, um, I've, I've really, you know, that that has really spread, and I, I'm so proud of that. I feel like it's a it's a beautiful thing that I see going on. Is that actually helping other people is the best thing that we can do. We don't. It doesn't always have to be. Oh well, you know, I'm going to charge you for 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 this information. Because actually, by helping other people, 
you're 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 putting positivity out there and then those people will come and help you when you need it so so it's it's a wonderful thing when when you just help other people and i'm not saying you have to give away you know all your clients or your contacts although that's that's something that i did do early days at the voiceover um network and i still do and i think people thought that it was some sort of witchcraft uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i just i just i believe in sharing and I think, you know, I joke about the fact that I'm, I'm the youngest um, of three in a very active, a very sporty family. And um, if, if there wasn't sharing in my house, I would have been hungry and I would have been left behind. <laughs> <laughs> so it's drummed into me, share, share, share. Um, but I do, I believe in sharing. And, 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 I, and I used to bring my clients and, and my contacts along. And, I, and I've always done that, you know, with the voiceover network. And I just share them uh, because I don't believe they're mine. These, this is this is an industry where let's let's all help each other and and then we'll all win. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it. It's, uh, it sort of goes back to what you were saying, doesn't it? About the rising of a tide will yes. elevate all boats. So yes, that's yeah. fantastic. And 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 I haven't had it easy. I just want to put that in in there. You know, I have not had an easy run of it in this voiceover industry. You know, from my voiceover career to launching the voiceover network, I've had you know I've had a really really tough time of it. And um, you know, there've, there've been from from you know times of not having work, but also from you know having trolling and all that kind of stuff. You know, when you stand up and you create something like the voiceover network, I did ruffle a lot of feathers, and I never meant to do that and i always wanted to to create something positive but but whenever you do anything big that you know there's there's yeah you're going to have a kind of a positive and a negative reaction so i just wanted to throw that in that it hasn't all been plain sailing for me but i believe in what i'm doing and i love what i'm doing and um yeah when i see people actually for me when i see people succeeding and getting agents and booking work and and that is just that just makes my soul happy awesome awesome so let's talk about agents a little bit i mean from my perspective i you know i can often see that um people don't really understand sometimes the relationship between agent and voiceover so i thought maybe we could talk a little bit about that and you also mentioned um sort of 18 years ago you had to have an agent whereas now you don't so let's dive into those two things what are your thoughts so um yes so yeah so again so 18 years ago you you had to have an agent they were they were sort of the gatekeepers in the voiceover industry and um so yes so that was it was quite interesting back then and then with technology changing people having home studios social media it, it just opened up the world and people were able to 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 reach out to clients directly now i just want to say i love agents and i think agents voiceover agents are an incredibly important part of the voiceover industry and um so yes so big shout out and they work very very hard um to raise standards to raise rates to organize contracts um so yes they're, they're amazing sorry the other question you asked was about the relationship between performer and agent yes so um so again getting an agent i mean i told you my early days trying to get an agent was very 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 difficult uh took a long time to get an agent and then i i changed agents a few times because it you know i just wasn't quite it wasn't working and i think i I definitely did that thing of getting an agent sitting back and going right okay come on then where's the work (laughs) why are you not getting me any work right okay you're i'm moving on and then i went to another agent i was like why am I not getting what? Where's the work? Right. And I'll move. So I did that a few times. And so I've learned a lot from doing that. Um, and I'm very pleased with with my agents that I've got now. And they're, they're fantastic. So 
the the relationship between a voiceover artist and an agent is is a very important relationship and it's a business partnership and i think people mistake it for and i think that can happen you know actors can be like i need an agent i need an agent and i remember being like that you know get me an agent any agent any agent will do i'll have an agent just get me an agent and then you just get an agent you're like oh i've got an agent now okay now now it's okay because i've got an agent and and that isn't the way to be because as a voiceover artist you're a business and so and they're a business and they they need to make money and you need to make money and so you need to come together and form a partnership and that's the relationship between an agent and a voiceover artist and you need to communicate any partnership you need to communicate there needs to be you know um you need to talk to each other you need to get on and, and all agents are different so all voiceover agents are different and it's the same as all voice actors are different so as a voice actor you need to go out and 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 do your research on agents. Look at the agents. Connect with them. Find out about them. Have meetings with them. Not meetings just to get signed. Meetings to find out if this is going to be a good partnership. Um, because you don't want to end up, you know, feeling like you're. This is your career. You have to be in charge of your career. You don't want to just sign with anyone and then sit back and it, it just doesn't work like that so so that's my advice is to look at it as a business look at their business see if your businesses can can work together to create more business and to communicate with them and be nice and be respectful of agents because as i said agents work very hard and they're very busy and so yeah amazing all right so just to wrap up then some words of wisdom from yourself some encouragement for all of our listeners you, you need to believe in yourself. That's that's the key. You need to have the confidence and believe in yourself um, as a voice actor and, um, and have persistence. Persistence. If you believe this is for you, keep going. In terms of, of confidence, um, the best way to get that confidence, if you're, if you're struggling with your confidence, training. Go and do some workshops. Train, get a, a voiceover coach learn there's so much information out there now that that you cannot sit around thinking well you know it's just not happening there's loads that you can continue to be doing so uh, cpd continuous professional development doesn't matter how successful you are the most successful voiceover artists i know are all training they're all continuing to work on their craft and that's what we need to do as voice actors in this beautiful industry that we work in in order to raise the bar in order to be able to to sustain the rates that we're getting to be able to to stand up and and get and get respect from from other um, industries and say look at us look at us voiceover artists look how we have built an incredible um, industry and we, you know, we have wonderful home studios. We have a magazine. We've got a community. We help and support each other. We don't tear each other down. And um, yeah, so my advice is, yeah, research, um, training, help others. I know that sounds kind of quite sort of, but absolutely, it's about helping other people. It's it's not about you. It's about them. And if you can, you can do that in our industry, if you can go and be of service to your clients, to your agent, to other voiceover professionals and be kind. You know, I hear, I hear casting directors and agents saying it all the time, but it is so true. Being kind, putting that, that positive, kind energy out there will come back to you. 
and and um yeah so so my advice to you yeah is be kind help other people and enjoy this wonderful ride that is the voiceover industry amazing amazing well rachel it has been fantastic chatting with you for the last uh, 40 or so minutes thank you so much for all that you do and all that you've shared and for this wonderful podcast as well wonderful thank you alan thank you so much for uh, for interviewing me it's been great it's uh, it's nice to be on the other side <laughs> <laughs> great stuff all the best bye now thank you thank you for listening to the voiceover hour podcast brought to you by the voiceover network with special sponsors road microphones source elements studio bricks and focus right The Buzz Magazine is actually the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. It's available globally, in print and online, and in English and Spanish. It's a quarterly magazine and it's filled with reviews, interviews, stories, up-to-date information. The Buzz Magazine is a wonderful platform that builds bridges for voiceover communities around the world to come together to share relevant information and I'm incredibly proud of it. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode where we bring you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry. listening to a podcast company podcast this was made by podcast syndicator where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast let us help you share your message and your voice with the world reach out now jason at podcastsyndicator.com or brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts